Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Uh, welcome back to part two of Homo Sapiens with Jody Harsh, no less. I love Jody. If you haven't heard the first part, go back to part one, listen to that in the feed. And if you have, uh, here you go. Here's part two. Just for anyone who doesn't know, so Jodie Marsh was like, she was kind of the new Jordan for 10 minutes, wasn't she? Kind of, yeah, and then she just went away. And she always wore like two belts as a dress, was that was her thing, wasn't it? And a lot of fake yeah. tan, I remember. And I don't, I don't mean that rudely, I'm just remembering that's the image. Yeah. And there was always like camo, a camo skirt. I think she was on Big Brother, was she? I think so. I'm not really sure. I haven't really followed her career. I just kind of like, our names <laughs> just sound the same and that's literally because someone gave it to me. Did you ever meet her? Oh, I have in passing, but like when i started doing drag i don't we're not in the same room i'm i'm kind of more in the same room as madonna rather than i'm getting this picture don't you you know it's sort of our careers have kind of different trajectories but it was a you know when you first came to prominence she was very much around she was very much part of the public conversation she was on the front cover of heat every day i guess she was yeah she really was i mean as far as i was concerned um i really tracked her career but then tell me a bit about the creation of jodie hard and do you remember the first time you became yeah um first time ever i planned it for a while i went to mac cosmetics and had them do my eye makeup at the carnaby street store threw some sunglasses Uh. on went back to my um flat share got all my stuff then i got on the tube went to heaven i knew some of the work there so they allowed me to get ready in the backstage area so I finished mm-hmm. getting ready, like put my foundation and lipstick on, looked completely bastard and walked out into a full heaven nightclub. I was so nervous. I bet. So fucking nervous, like freaked out. So full of like, a, such like full of ego and like, oh my God, what are they going to think of me? And what was the hair? Flat. Definitely didn't look like this. And when you got through the nerves, how did it feel? Did you feel amazing, good? liberated, uh, confident, awakened? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I really <laughs> yeah. just felt like, oh, I want to do this again. It was only meant to be a one-off thing. Um, uh, interesting. And I wanted to it do always it is. again and again. Yeah. So, do you ever talk about? Jay and who you are and all of that stuff. Is that something you talk about? Because I haven't really seen you talk about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I am obviously a real person, but <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, I don't put pictures of my, of myself up out of drag for no real reason. I just, I'm super private. I like mm-hmm. to have a nice normal life. I like yeah. the idea of going down to MS without being stopped to be told something mm-hmm. or whatever. I don't know. I just, I really enjoy that kind of like Superman Clark Kent kind of vibe. No, <laughs> well, Hannah Montana, yeah. you know, <laughs> where I could just kind of like, I'm really quite low key and mm-hmm. being in drag for me, it's, it's so fun and so creative, but it's also very much my work world. Mm-hmm. And when you're, I think when anyone's not working, when they're like fully switched off, they want to be fully switched off. Like I really enjoy turning the light switch on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's just something that I realized really early on in my career. Oh, that separation 
is going to be really useful or fe- felt mm-hmm. really useful, probably for mental health. Yeah. I walk past people in the street and I'm like, oh my God, that person was at my show last week. <laughs> or, oh my God, that's that person that always comments on Instagram or whatever. And that's just kind of funny to me. And it's, and that's just, I'm just, I just like the privacy. I'm not saying I'm Beyonce here, but I just like to be able to turn, turn it on and off. Um, and for some reason that's like somehow worked. <laughs> like it yeah. really works for me. Like I don't, I don't really want to be like putting selfies up. Uh, oh, it just feels weird. Mm. I don't know. It's like, I don't want to be, I don't walk down the street and be like famous. I like to make music, throw a party, give people some happiness and some joy, provide the escape, do a great show, amazing visuals, great music, love thousands of people dancing in front of me, tens of thousands of people, even better. There's going to be even yeah. more amazing energy. But then I like to kind of chill. And yeah. and that separate that separation just I don't I also I'm also friends with people that are sort of at the top of their, their game in in various forms of entertainment. i.e. I'm mates with a load of famous people. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know, I, I, it doesn't, it's not very appealing, like seeing mm. them like drag through the media or followed by paparazzi, like with stuff like that's fucking weird. Yeah. None of them like it. None of them like it. The, the people that yeah. are my friends. Mm-hmm. I've not, no, no one's like, oh, I love this. I'm just like recognized down the street. And the people don't really like it. it. Well, it's a toothpaste you can't b- put back in the tube, isn't it? And, and I think it, it makes you question every single encounter. When you said the mental health thing, I was like, interesting. Yeah. Because if you always wonder how and why people are talking to you. Exactly. Yeah. That's really, a, it's a head fuck. Totally. It very, I, I'm, I guess exactly, yeah, it is a mental health thing probably. It's to, it's to preserve my, and protect my mental health. Mm. And it's just a little, you know, keeping a little bit for yourself and for your real friends and for your family and whatever, you know, it's keeping a bit of a, a bit of a real life. I was thinking about whether it changes when you become an artist and your music is expressing a side of you that inevitably has to require some reflection. Totally. And you're perhaps expressing what Jay thinks, not what Jody thinks. Absolutely. When I'm sat in a room writing... I'm not thinking as Jody. I'm thinking as Jay. It's like my my day job, and mm, I've got some songs that are coming out. Some with other people that I've ju- I've just been the writer on and stuff, mm-hmm. and they're extremely personal. But I think telling a story and being like honesty through music and songwriting is 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 what I prefer rather than through my real life. And actually, I was talking to just before we we um, jumped on this podcast. I was speaking to Fat Tony on the phone. He's one of my one of my uh, best friends. I've just read his book. Same. Have you read it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is so honest. It's mm. he, he is such an open book in yes. his book, um, <laughs> and it's so no holds barred. And it's I was just saying to him like, it's amazing. It's truly an amazing book that is going to be ginormous yeah. and i'm so the opposite because i'm like i don't want people to know that stuff about me i don't want mm. people to know the, to know the real the real me and i love i like the real me i love the real me i'm not in any way like i'm a piece of trash i don't want anyone to see that i'm hiding behind a mask that's mm. that's really not what this is it's more i'm in my work clothes and i'm at work and and i'm there to make sure to sort of help people have a good time. And that's my job. And it brings me happiness. Mm. And when I'm off, I'm off. That's just what I found out works for me really well. Now that you're doing it as an artist and you're kind of, it's a bit more daytime, you know what I mean? You're talking on a podcast, it's four o'clock. Like where you're like, I can't have got to put the fucking face on. Um, Yes, all the time. 
like breakfast radio you have to go on yeah. releasing songs got to be at capital fm at 8am so that's a 4am alarm to have a shave it's part yeah. of the job it's part of the job i'm not going to complain about things like that because um it's part of being an artist yeah, really no and listen i i i don't mean it in that sense so much i mean more like an, a, an interesting collision of two sides of yourself are coming together on a project in perhaps a nightlife and daytime. Way. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it. You are. And, and you like it. And I like it. Would, yeah. But so. would you ever let Jay in and in the future in some way, would you yes. ever do a show? Maybe one day, oh maybe, maybe one day a pseudonym or something or like do a different artist project or I'm seeing strip back. It's a stool with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Yeah, I don't actually play the guitar, but something <laughs> like that could be interesting one day. But I don't know. I'm gonna definitely gonna ri- I'm gonna ride Jody Hart until the wheels fucking fall off. Like I'm having a lot of fun with it, and um, yes. and I feel very much like I'm still quite near the beginning of. Oh, this sounds so wank. I'm not at the beginning of the things I want to do, but there's. Mm. I definitely still feel like because I've only been doing my artist project for for a couple of years. Like I, I feel mm. like a real newbie, you know, and. So um, I'm definitely not wanting to like take all the drag off and do some different thing. Like at all, I'm still very much at the beginning of what I'm doing. I think it's interesting that in some ways the drag has enabled you to do two things at once. I like, I like that um, it allows me to stand out as well. I definitely feel like the odd one out in this industry that I'm now part of, i.e. the music industry. Yeah. I definitely still, I feel like the odd one out, but then I kind of always have done all through my, you know all through my life anyway and that's like my mm. themes that i'm sort of the the weirdo in the playground that wants to do all, mm. has these funny ideas and now you know dresses up and all that kind of stuff and no one else in the dance music world looks like me so that yeah i think that's kind of kind of cool the dance music world still is extremely straight white male all the people like the, the very very top of the music industry of the sorry the dance music industry all those you know your joel's jack um david gets all these like all these people that i'm now on stages with at festivals yes. and lineups alongside just like none of them are in drag <laughs> mm. and it's funny isn't it because we um self-esteem came on the show oh, recently i love 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 yeah yeah isn't big fan yeah and and she was talking about being 37 i think yeah i wanted to get that right yeah. and how hard it is for a woman in the industry and yeah. how much her age is brought up and all yeah. of that. And it's interesting because I've never heard your age mentioned once. Yeah. And it's almost like there's something timeless about drag that means that, and something slightly heightened that you're a character that people don't seem to deconstruct it in the same way as she gets. Yeah. But I always find myself sat in interviews talking about drag, even if I'm there to talk about music. And that's totally mm. fine because what I'm doing in terms of a dance music context is kind of new at least for like modern times at least for like this decade you know i'm not saying i'm the first person in dance music to be in drag but you know i'm the, the only one really around right now and of course you've got pablo vitar and you've got other people that are that mm. are that are in music that um are in drag but i do i, I get asked about drag a lot and i kind of think in my head sometimes like oh my god like <laughs> answering the same yeah. questions like i we talk about the music type thing but yeah so, so maybe that's the, that my achilles hill and she's just like that about age it's like the the thing to go to with her it's like oh you're older yes. than the, the other pop girls let's talk about that with me it's like oh okay you're oh you're in drag sat here like let's talk about that it's just yes yeah i mean i um, feel bad jody because i've just asked you a hundred questions about being a drag 
No, no, no. It's totally fine because it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a huge part of what I do, for sure. It's yeah. one of the reasons why I stand out. But also, I'm excited. I've, only, I've known you as a drag queen for so long, and, yeah. I, and I and I love that. I'm excited about the next chapter. Yeah. In some I don't even know if I, th- I don't even think I see. I perceive myself as a drag queen. That sounds so completely silly, but it's just. But I guess it was because I just feel like I'm in my work clothes. I don't. I don't know. Mm. And I, that's maybe because I do always look the same, and I have this uniform. Maybe if I was always looking different, and I was like working on different wig styles and different makeup things and different looks. Maybe I'd feel more like, oh, I'm a drag queen. But it's, but it's like, I don't know, like, I'm not comparing myself to them at all because they are my heroes and they're ginormous. But do Daft Punk think of themselves as robots when they're sat in the studio? Probably not. Yeah, and I do know what you mean. I do, I do feel like there's something else there that I wouldn't, prior to you being an artist, in inverted commas, you know, prior to you releasing music, I mean, you've always been an artist. Yeah. But, you know, like, I do think there's something about it that I've always felt is slightly different and yeah. I, think- I also don't want to sound like a cunt because i am sat here in drag <laughs> like i fully yeah, acknowledge but, that <laughs> but maybe it's because you've never done like or maybe you have and i've missed it but like you know done the lip syncing thing on stages and mm-hmm. venues no, and all that stuff i would you be know, terrible at that. it and it's yeah it's just not what i don't know it's not what i do it's not my skill set I could never go on Drag Race as a contestant. Oh, my God. I remember when Drag Race first came along, everyone was like, you're going to go on it? And I was like, what would I do? Like, I don't make <laughs> my own club. I don't like want to walk down a runway in a TV studio. I don't want to fucking, like, lips, like, lip sync to, like, a, a, you know, a Britney star. Like, how do you even do that? Like, I don't know. It's yeah. just, like, it's it's just not what I what I do at all, which is funny. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I want to talk to you about queer nightlife because it's really important. Is Feel It Your Night? Feel It's My Night, quite... yeah. It I, is your night. Yeah, so I co-own that with um, Little Gay Brother, Clayton. Okay, cool. Yeah, so when we first launched the night, it was Jodie Harsh on Little Gay Brother Presents Feel It, but then we just left it off because it sort of became its own beast quite quickly. When we went into lockdown, I was under the illusion that I would never do another club started my artist project dj stuff was blowing up but then i thought with everything being shut down during lockdown and everyone was speaking about the importance of nightlife the lack of nightlife the Mm. how people were missing the dance floor and i was reflecting on how much i've loved doing club nights and throwing parties and you know, and it's good income and it's good to provide a safe space for people. And it's a creative outlet for me. And I love working in collaboration with people. So I thought, let's just do another one. Let's just do, let's do one more. I, I would, after feel it, I definitely won't set up another club like that. It will be like the last thing that I'd be like those bank robbers. There's always one last heist. <laughs> I'm on last heist. Yeah, I know. I do feel like 
Bank robber sometimes, that's joking. Um, but I, um, <laughs> I've seen your door prices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I feel that it kind of needed to happen. I felt like it was only right to come out of the pandemic and there to be a new Jodie Harsh party to go to. And, yeah. you know, and it's obviously a collaborative night with, with Clayton, but I just felt like it was almost my duty. I was also thinking, God, there's going to be so much competition, though. That's the only problem. There's going to be so many club nights launching. I am so surprised that every Tom, Dick and Harry isn't doing a club night. I can't believe it. Yeah, the same old funny, shit, like still back on. The world changed so much during the pandemic. We were literally locked down for a year and, and then some. I can't believe like people were still doing the same tired old parties to be honest like i wanted to do something brand new i didn't want to rehash room service or something like that yeah. i don't really believe in like revisiting stuff what was your because because i i walked in to feel it and i was like mama's home yeah finally i feel like i'm in a space that is representing what it is to be queer in 2022 yeah, totally that was very important very much a diverse party in terms of all across the board and somewhere that girls can come too for sure. Mm, like I, I didn't yeah. want it just to look mask for mask. I think that sounds yes. so fucking over. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's super, it's super queer. But then also if you want to be, if you're a gym muscle boy is still there as well. I mean, that's just drag anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Well, um, you'll find them on the balcony people if you need any direction. Yeah, totally. It was kind of like, I pieced together some of my favorite clubs from the past as well. Bit of trade maybe, uh-huh. you know, which I popped into yeah. a few times when I was 15. So that was in turn mills, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I had great fake ID and I went to that a couple of times before it finished. Um, there was this Friday night party called Fiction, which was at the cross. Oh my God, I loved Fiction. I think I flyered for them or something when I was like a baby drag queen. And they had like palm trees in the garden, Exactly, exactly. So it's a bit of that. It's a bit of room service, a bit of dollar baby, a bit of this, a bit of that. And it's a bit of Little Gay Brother and it's a bit of Jodie Harsh and it's a bit of all this stuff. We kind of threw it all into a melting pot. The music's very important. We got loads of great guest DJs coming up. I mean, the name "Feel It" as well was was important because we just thought, you know, no one's been allowed to touch each other in the uh, pandemic. Cool. You know, feel the music, feeling yourself, feel yes. each other with consent, feel yes. feel the vibe, feel free. You know, just feel it. Seemed to sort of capture what the mood that we kind of wanted to to vibe off the venue is incredible and yeah. and massive. How did you know you were going to fill it? I mean, I know you're all. Pros, uh, I think we just knew that we would. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't wrong. <laughs> I'm friends with Madonna. What the fuck um, no, she hasn't been. But um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, we just, I mean, it, at first there was a lot of set up work to do on it to ensure that it mm. was busy. But now we just open the doors every week. Yeah, and it won't be around forever. You know, we're not. Don't say that. I mean, we're not about to finish or anything, but it's, it's, Clayton and I were very much like, this is a short term project. Let's mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, put this really fab thing on the on the map for London nightlife and a great thing, yeah. a great regular. Thing. I love a weekly party. It feels like yes. that feels like home, you know. One of the things I adore about you is that I think it would be fair to say that the queer community we can all be a bit of a hot mess, um, and yeah. I include myself in that. There is something so wonderfully centered about you and so at peace within yourself and is that a new part of you is that something you've learned how did you get there um yeah that's quite cool for you to say thank you very much (laughs) um i don't know i take what i do quite seriously 
and what I do is fun, but I take fun quite seriously, especially fun mm. for other people. Writing songs, making music, DJing, and like throwing parties, whatever is something that I do more for other people than I think I do for myself. Of course, it is self-serving as well, and hey, it pays the rent, right? But mm. but it's it's I I do sort of not like provide a service, but you know, it, it, it's it's mm-hmm. very much something that I do. It, it, my output is definitely for other people to to have fun, and so I think for for me personally, I'm not the one that's supposed to be like falling around like. Mm-hmm. being a mess i don't know I, and I, I don't know it's just not it doesn't really um like appeal to me anymore but do people expect you to be scary as well do you think you get that drag queen um, or drag full stop gets that treatment i think it used to more i think i used to be quite different as well definitely over the past seven to ten years the sort of like the chapter two of my of my um, I'm sort of, I feel like I'm in like chapter three now, which is like in the music industry. But um, mm. I feel like I used to be like a little bit of a nightmare probably to be around mm-hmm. when I was young. So many young people are, especially young people that are like, you know, my ego really sort of took mm-hmm. over quite a lot. And, and you know, maybe the way I spoke to people or, or, what, or whatever was never always like that nice. I was never, I never did anything awful you know, never like had a fight in a club or was like sent someone home crying or anything like that. But, mm. but for sure, I'm now um, like as a person and more centered and mellow. What changed, do you think? No, I just grew up a bit, really. Yeah, I was never like a real nightmare. I take that back. Like I was never, never really a nightmare, but I, I definitely, and I think drag as well and um, is less scary now because it's been broken down so much on drag race. Like you see yeah. the flip, you see the other side of the coin, you see the other side of the personality. You literally see them sat there completely out of drag going, Oh, I'm having a bad day. Like, yeah. and that's, so that's been a massive factor in making drag a lot more accessible drag and drag queens out of drag are literally in our living rooms on the BBC mm. or on VH1 or, or whatever. That sort of like scary drag queen thing is really a thing of the past now because of that. Mm. Um, whereas pre-drag race and pre-drag race being super popular, I think drag would have been more scary. And, you know, it's the other as well, isn't it? If you see a drag queen in a, in a club space or a pub or wherever you were seeing a queen before drag race. You know, they're so other. It's They're so tall and there's so much hair and there's so much makeup. And it's just a, a larger than life being that you don't encounter in your in your day to day that that might be perceived as being scary or a little bit intimidating whereas now drag drags like everyone loves you know your nan has a favorite drag race queen you know it, it's such <laughs> yeah. a a more universally appreciated art form which is so amazing yeah you know it's yeah and it's like i it's really funny because i think i have always been drawn to like hyper femininity yeah. so i loved I saw a drag queen. Yeah, I, I I was like, oh, I feel like I'm at home. And yeah, and you could hug if if you didn't know a drag queen, you could hug them. Not you could like as in yeah, they would hug you. But I don't know. It's not like without permission, I would do it. But you know, like I just I find that if you go and find the drag queens, you're guaranteed to have a lovely time. Do you know Absolutely. what I mean? It's like I completely oh my agree. God. Yeah, and you just go, hey girls, and you just start yakking. Yeah, they didn't even 
ask you why you've come over. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's such an oasis of love and acceptance in it. I know what you mean. It's yeah. like Drag Race did open that side up and really yeah. show. They're almost like a flagpole, aren't they? In, in a in a in yes. a in a queer space or something like you're saying, you can go up to a queen and they're just like, it's that you know they're there to help you have a good time. That literally is like the, yeah. the, the role. Yeah, I've always loved hyper-femininity as well. I, I used to be obsessed with Pamela Anderson when I was a little kid. Completely obsessed. I used to draw pictures as well. When I was at school, I used to draw pictures of these women with, like, boobs and, like, huge hair and, like, huge lips and all that, all that kind of stuff. And I've, I've always very much been obsessed with, like, this sort of blonde bombshell type um, character. So I guess subconsciously I've kind of become that, but in my own way in my own sort of like you yeah, know you know never that. wanted to be a woman I, I i i never questioned my my gender um, i've always been very secure in my sexuality as a gay man but i've just always had this a fascination with like you say like hyper femininity it's just yeah yeah do you know what pamela anderson is so cool as well oh, like we um i never met her nor have i but dan matthews head of previous head of peta peter oh, the yes, fur campaigners yes. came on uh the podcast and he was saying that like all throughout the height 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 90s when she was massive yeah. she would she would call him wherever she touched down because she was flying all over the world she'd be like just land in sydney what can we do to help your cause like yeah. let's do a press conference i'll head it up let's get you know let's get fur off the menu type thing just absolutely an activist through and through yeah. didn't need to be just fantastic i reckon she is so fucking nice and so yeah. cool yeah yeah i want to hang out with pammy yeah well you've got enough celebrity friends <laughs> <laughs> Jodie's songs are brilliant. If you haven't heard any, uh, I think she sort of came onto the scene with a song called My House, which is very cool. There was a song called No Sleep, which I loved, came after that. And then the new single is a song called Good Time. It's really, really good. All in all, it's a 10 out of 10 music-wise. If you want to get a gay party started, look no further than Jodie. Also, listeners, I will take this opportunity to tell you the Homo Sapiens playlist is here it's all your favourite tracks in one playlist. It was crowdsourced by you. Maybe I added a couple of flourishes in there. There wasn't enough Mariah Carey. Am I sorry? No. Um, actually, I need to check if there is Mariah in there. Anyway, it's really, really good. I'm so proud of us all for creating what is quite honestly the highlight of my pride. Simply go to our Instagram and it's in the link in the bio. Wiser people than me may even put it in the episode description. Lovely chat with a wonderful person. What more can you ask for in life so listen tell us what you thought of that tell us about your advice for vicky and her inaugural pride give us advice for birmingham pride as well because um denver's going there for the first time at homo sapiens on instagram at facebook at homo sapiens podcast should you wish to hello at homo sapiens podcast.com let's crowdsource this let's make it a good pride for our lovely listeners everybody i love hearing from you listeners thank you so much for every time you write in thank you you bring soul and love Enjoy to my life. Okay, that's it now. I'm going to go and have a debrief with my husband about the tip and we'll talk about why we threw away that lovely wooden crate that could have absolutely been a coffee table. I just go on Pinterest, you look at them, you add a couple of metal wheels on the bottom and you've got a lovely rustic coffee table. But would he listen? Would he heck? So it's been crushed in the machine. All right, listeners, lots of love. Take care. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Powered by Spirit Studios.